Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. What? Hey, I'm doing a double <laughs> intro. Folks, I'm just going to tell on my producer right now. I told you, Kendall, you need to get a camera on you so people can see what I put up with. Folks, welcome to another edition of the Victor Marks show. <laughs> but I, my producer is like a 20-year-old genius whiz kid uh, who's actually married, actually masculine, and you already have a baby. And uh, wow. so I applaud you for that. You're leading well, young man. That's right. Let's let's That's, give a round of applause, ladies exactly. and gentlemen. Hit it, Frank. Right there. We, right there. We're motivated by young men who get married <laughs> early and get a job. It may not pay much, but <laughs> but you're working for the Lord. Uh, actually, you guys, I'm excited to have uh, Frank Turk on the show. Doctor, the good doctor. Uh, you know how I got introduced to you, like where I really started tracking with you, is through your social media stuff on Instagram. I'm kind of an Instagrammer more than anything. You really put out some good stuff. I mean, uh, well, actually, I don't do it, brother. I got a team. I wouldn't know how to put an Instagram post up. I have no idea. <laughs> they do it all. They get all the credit for it. If it's good, it's them. So I got a great team, and you got great stuff too on yours. I'm following you, as you know. Well, thank you. I <clears throat> I just lost a speaking gig, huge one, with 13 satellite churches. It was already set up. They were sending a private jet for me, and. uh one of my friends called who had set it up. He's like, oh, my gosh, I'm I'm so sorry. I said, what's up? He goes, they decided not to have you. And I said, why? I like, first, I don't blame them. Okay, I get it. I mean, I, uh-huh. I can't even understand me half the time. But they're like, <laughs> they're like, well, it's probably something to do with your social media. I said, "Is I bet it was the Dennis Prager post. Doggone it. Uh, which I said, I don't give a flying squirrel sack. Trust me. I only want to go where I'm celebrated, where God wants me to go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so it didn't hurt my feelings at all, but, um, let's just start there. Um, that was kind of a, uh, un, I, I didn't expect Dennis to say what he did in an interview. Um, and then I was kind you mean of, about it. Was that about the animated pornography yes, issue? Yep. yep yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, As you know, our mutual friend Charlie Kirk had him on yes. I don't know, a week or two ago to kind of uh, delve into that a little bit more. And I think he regrets how he said it and what he said if you listen to the interview, even though he's he, he kind of dances around it a little bit. He tried to keep saying, oh, I think animated pornography is awful. It's terrible. Um, but the way he said it, I guess, in that Matt Fratt interview was caused a lot of people to go Dennis Prager you know actually I think Victor it's a compliment to Dennis that so many conservatives ganged up on him yeah because he's Dennis Prager right look if he was some kind of some kind of woke pastor or a rhino Republican Nothing. we'd all go yeah we expect that yeah. but from Dennis Prager you know he's built 40 years of pretty rock-solid conservatism and being right on so many moral issues that it was a shock when he said what he said. Right. We're all going, what? This is Prager? Right. You know? Yeah. So it's kind of a backhanded compliment to him. Well, it, it did turn out, I think, for the better. 
Even though yeah. I got a call from some of their executive team saying, hey, we're dying over here. What are you doing? And I said, look, all I did was post his words and give my perspective that if he doesn't back, if he doesn't back, walk that back or, or do something, trust me, those words are giving people, men, a liberty and license to look at child porn because, That's right. as he said, yeah. there's no victims. And, yeah. um, again, people are saying he just didn't understand the up, you know, the implications. All I said is he needs to recant, repent. And he did recant. Um, yeah. uh, it, it, it's, it was good damage control. Uh, but I said it and I, I, you know, somebody had to say it to at least get him to really come out. And, and uh, again, Charlie, me and Charlie were texting the whole time. And Charlie yeah. said, Hey, pray for me. I'm, you know, I'm having Dennis on today. So I was really happy. And this is the first time I've ever talked about it post. I'm happy that he came out and he clearly communicated to anyone listening <clears throat> that it's bad. Well, you know, uh, Victor, in an age where people have their heads down and are afraid to say anything that someone might find offensive, if every once in a while we cross a line, I'll take that. Yeah. Okay. I don't think we did. I don't think you did. Right. I'm simply saying we need more people to speak the truth directly and clearly than we need a bunch of weaselly mouth people trying to avoid these issues. In fact, on the whole transgender issue, as you know, it seems to me the leaders against this madness of mutilating children, Victor, are atheists. Right. You know, like Bill Maher. Right. Or, uh, you know, like uh, Douglas Murray. Or, you know, he identifies as gay. I don't know whether he's an atheist or not. Or, or Dave Rubin, who identifies as gay. Right. You know, it's not, you know, there's not high-profile Christian pastors other than Jack Hibbs and a few others who are coming out, right? It's the atheists leading the charge against this. Isn't that odd? It, it is. And it's very telling. <laughs> Yeah, because I, yeah. I think the Western Church model has come to a place where we don't offend; we just want to grow in order to bring people to faith. And I'm like, well, I think love does offend at times if yes. if it's leading them to the truth, and that's what you do so well. And I guess that was the point I was making earlier: is um, a, a lot of people can be boring and off-putting or just put you to sleep when it comes time for apologetics of the faith. Um, but you really have a way to communicate deep things, solid things, solid, we'll just say solid things, in a way that the average person um, can digest. Well, that's because I'm from New Jersey, man. And if I can't, there you if go. I can't understand it in my simple Jersey mind, then I shouldn't be talking about it. So I try and take the complex and make it simple enough that even I can understand. And when I'm on a college campus presenting, normally uh, we present evidence from our book, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist, evidence that Christianity is true. I get a lot of questions, as you know, and most of those questions we put on Instagram and YouTube yeah. from college kids who are asking, you know, what about this, what about that? And sometimes people will say, hey, Frank, you know, how come you don't get annoyed with these kids? You know, some of them are... You know, they're, they have a bad attitude. And I, I say to them, look, why should I expect some 21-year-old right. kid to agree with me, right? right? You know, I'm 61 now. Yeah. I, when I was 21, I didn't agree with my 61-year-old self. Yeah. 
you know, we're all in a process of either moving toward Jesus or away from Jesus. Why should we expect everybody to agree with us as we believe things right now? We shouldn't. So we got to just have that attitude. Even the Apostle Paul said, you know, I was an insolent and arrogant man, but the Lord showed me favor. He showed me grace. And so we have to show people grace who disagree with us. Doesn't mean we agree with them. Doesn't mean we don't call out what, they, what they've got wrong. We do, but we do it in a way that isn't angry. You know, that isn't like you're a jerk or you're an idiot. You know, we, we've got to do it in a, in a proper way. In a grace-filled way. And it's such a good reminder because a lot of young men, they're full of vinegar and dreams. And uh, they're going to make a lot of mistakes. And I remember I, I had some confrontation with a young man. And it was like, here's here's what helped settle me in this, because he was being dumb. I just thought, <laughs> I just thought, he's never been married, he's he's never experienced the things I have, um, you know, he's he's never held dead and dying people. There's a whole mm-hmm. slew of things, and and mainly he's he's trying to figure it out. Uh, and I remember as a young man, gosh, I was in the Marines. Uh, and because martial arts was kind of my deal and I'm trying to figure out manhood, I remember walking into a martial arts school where an older master, a Filipino master, stick fighter, we we had a, a short discussion, and he simply said, well, grab a stick, young man, and hit me. And I was like, what? And he had, <laughs> he had one of his instructors with him. I said, and I'm kind of like, well, you're... I'm trying not to say, but like you're kind of old. He goes, hit me. So I grabbed a stick, I swung it, but kind of slow. And the guy next to him goes, you better swing to hit him. I said, okay. Uh-huh. So I did. I did. I did a full swing. I was swinging for the parking lot. And uh, next thing I knew, literally, I was semi conscious and I was crawling off the floor. <laughs> and I was, I was welted. Everywhere. It looked like I I got jumped by, you know, a wasp nest with bats. And uh, I stood up and I just turned and looked at him and said, thank you, sir, for the lesson. And, what Do you even know what he did to you? Could you, do you remember? Could you see it? No. No? No. He was that quick. No, huh? I, I remember hitting, he countered, and he, he split me right away to make my processes not work. Uh, and uh, then he... My fumble attempts to, I'm sure he was just crack, 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 crack. <laughs> and uh, where I ended up on the ground, and all I remember was like crawling off going, I, is that the way to freedom? Where's the door? Because <laughs> the abyss is behind me. And uh, I never forget, he just smiled and gracefully said, you're welcome. Come all back right, anytime. Good. And uh, That's good. So, yeah, I, I think Christians with the ability to communicate and who know, we got, we have to act like we know the truth. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you're working, well, we do, we're not yeah. fighting for victory. We're fighting from it. Right. That's right. Exactly. And, and we can't bring anyone to Christ. All we can do is be an ambassador for Christ and just present Christ to everyone. We can't bring everyone to Christ, but we, but we can bring Christ to everyone. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. And we just lead the results to God. Right. That's what we do. We just lead the results to God. And then it's also not a heavy backpack for us because, hey, folks, those of you watching and listening, if you're carrying the weight of burden of, I need my relative or a friend or a coworker to come to Christ and it's based on me, it, it's yeah. really not. You're just 
I always used to tell people, I'm just a mailman delivering the mail. Uh huh. That's right. Yeah. That's it. I go to the next person. But that's right. What I do like that you offer now, and I think it's newer uh, through Turning Point Faith, uh-huh. their website. Don't you have a course? On there? Yeah, we got a little course, kind of a mini course on I don't have enough faith to be an atheist, where we take people through four basic questions, Victor. Does truth exist? Does God exist? Are miracles possible? And did Jesus really rise from the dead? Is the New Testament telling us the truth about that? We go through those four questions at the TPUSA Faith website, and anyone can take the course, it's free. And if people that want to go further, they can get our full course here on our website, crossexamine.org. But that's kind of a Uh, an abbreviation of a much longer course that gives them the evidence they need to know the basics as to why Christianity is true, because there is truth. You know, when people say there's no truth, I always ask them, is that true? <laughs> you know, <laughs> what do you mean? And do no you truth? possess all knowledge? I mean, that's yeah. what I think. How do you know everything? <laughs> that's right. So it's self-defeating to say there's no truth, just like it's self-defeating to say, you know, you have your truth, I have my truth. Is that the truth, that you have your truth and I have my truth? I mean, uh, or when they say you ought not judge, I always ask them, then why are you judging me for judging? You know, Jesus didn't say don't totally. judge. Yeah. He said, stop judging by mere appearances and make a right judgment. He says in Matthew 7, 24, or John 7, 24. Of course, in Matthew 7, 1, he's saying, judge not lest you be judged. By the same standard you judge others, you be judged by that standard. So before you try and take the speck out of your brother's eye, you hypocrite, which notice that's a judgment right there, you hypocrite. You take the log out of your own eye first, then you'll be better able yeah. to help your brother. So he's not telling us not to judge. He's actually telling us how to judge. That's, uh, Don't judge hypocritically, right? Uh, that's a big that, one. I mean, that is a big yeah, one. Yeah, we get, we, we yeah. get hit with that all the time. Yeah, and they're judging you when they do that, yeah. Victor. I, that's, like they're saying, how can you be so judgmental? Uh, that, Wait a minute. That's exactly, I go, you, by, yeah. your own, by your own standard, you're disqualified because you're judging me. That's and right. And they get real quiet on social you know, media. Victor, they're like, oh. I once got an email from a lady, because you know, our podcast called, is called I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. And every once in a while, even if a Christian says something wrong, I may call it out and say, hey, here's why it's wrong, right? So I, I get this email once from this uh, listener, Victor, and the email said, you ought not criticize other Christians. Stop judging. And so it's like, wait a minute, you're a Christian and you're criticizing me for saying I ought not judge other, you're judging me right now. What do you know? You know, that's I mean, funny. It's, it's completely self-defeating. We, yeah, yeah, we have to make judgments. We don't want to be judgmental, right? We don't want to make decisions or judgments without the proper information. And we don't want to make it seem like we're closer to God because we do more good works than somebody else right. because we're not going to make it on our good works, right? right. Um, all of us are, are fallen. In fact, somebody said this, that evangelism is just one beggar showing another beggar where the food is. Completely. That's all we're doing, right? Yeah. So we deal with the truth issue. Then we talk about God. With, what evidence do we have that God exists? And uh, one big evidence is that the universe came into existence out of nothing. Mm. And if that's the case, which even atheists are admitting, whatever caused the universe has to be outside the universe. In other words, it has to be spaceless, timeless, mm. immaterial, powerful, personal, and intelligent. So... Even atheists are admitting the universe had a beginning. If it had a beginning, it's got to have a beginner with those qualities, Victor. It's got to be spaceless, timeless, immaterial, powerful, personal, and intelligent. And I always ask people, when you think about a spaceless, timeless, immaterial, powerful, personal, intelligent cause, who do you think of? You go God. 
And they say, well, how do you know it's the Christian God? And my answer is we don't yet. I mean, this could be Allah, right? Right. right. But if you, if you go through the rest of the questions, are miracles possible? Did Jesus rise from the dead? And you discover that Jesus actually did rise from the dead. He predicted and accomplished his own resurrection. Then you can say that the same being that walked out of the tomb 1,990 years ago is the same being in whose divine nature created the universe out of nothing. Wow. You know, so you can, you can show Jesus is the creator if he rose from the dead. You don't know it just by, by seeing that the universe exploded into being out of nothing. That could be another God or Allah or somebody. But if Jesus really rose from the dead and he is God, then he's the guy that created the universe out of nothing from his divine nature, the spaceless, timeless, immaterial, powerful, personal, intelligent nature. Folks, I hope this, as you listen, I hope it's like increasing your faith because we are supposed to grow our faith and faith comes by hearing uh, yep. and hearing by the word of God. And that's that's really what Frank is doing right now. I mean, I feel encouraged uh, because we, we live in such times of what I'd control call controlled chaos and certain uncertainty because uh, in all the uncertainty that everybody's feeling the anxiety, well, I'm certain that God has it all under control. And mm-hmm. I'm certain that there's not much I can do to change the course of the world's direction by God's providence and his plan and his sovereignty, but I can impact lives and I can occupy till Christ returns. That's I right. mean, you and I, back in the 80s, mid-80s, we did you think we would be here, like you and I? No, I didn't know where I was going to be in the mid-80s. I was in the Navy, which stands for Never Again Volunteer Yourself. <laughs> and, of course, you were in the men's division of the Navy, the Marine Corps. Yes, <laughs> right? yeah. eating crayons. And, that's right, and 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 eating lead paint yeah. paint chips. Yeah, w- watching right? you fly over, uh-huh. going, "Wow, that's that's very cool." So, but yeah, I I after the navies when I got to, I went to seminary here in Charlotte Southern Evangelical Seminary, and that's where I learned from the Michael Jordan of apologetics, Dr. Norman Geiser. He had wow. started a seminary here in Charlotte. And so wow. that's how I got into this evidence thing. And that's why he and I wrote the book, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. Wow. Um, well, I want to encourage But I digress. Yeah. Well, no, well, I, me, I, I, I want people to be equipped. So what, 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 how's the easiest way to get that book? Through your website? Oh, yeah, Amazon? they go to Amazon or they can go to crossexamine.org, click on store. Yeah. Um, and if they go to our YouTube channel, they'll see... There's 1,700 videos up there. Uh, most of them are short Q&A videos, but some of them are the entire I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist presentation mm-hmm. at college campuses. So they can watch those if they want. And we got a bunch coming up this uh, fall. We're going to Ohio State. We're going to Florida A&M or Florida Atlantic. We're going to uh, Auburn. Where else are we going? University of Cincinnati. Uh, we've got several others coming up. And can people, uh, just gotta, can people find out on your website? So oh, yeah, they want to come crossexamine.org. And they can, yeah, they can come to a college event, even though they're not college students. Okay, we cool. get all sorts of different people showing up. Uh, those are fun. So, those are fun. Yeah, yeah. We've got a good time going on college campuses. I, I like the pushback that we get, too. Yes. And by the way, Victor, what do you think the number, the top three objections people have to Christianity are? What would you, what would you guess? The objections. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. I, I know what they don't want to hear. 
Yeah. You, you know, they don't want to hear about sin. You're on it. That's it. Here are the top three objections. Morality, morality, and morality. But uh, hit the button. Hit the button. (laughs) Hit the button. Victor got something right. (laughs) Victor marks. He's not just Uh, a knuckle dragger. He was was not briefed on this, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) He knew it. He knew it was going to happen. He didn't know it was going to happen, and he got it right. Yeah, people people are looking for God, Victor, like a criminal is looking for a cop. They're running. They don't want it to be true. This is why on a college campus, I'll always ask atheists or non-believers when they get to the microphone, I'll ask them, hey, if Christianity were true, would you become a Christian? Victor, I've had people at that microphone say in front of hundreds of people, no. And I go, no. Wait, I thought you claimed to be reasonable. How is it reasonable you wouldn't believe something that was true? Well, it's not a matter of reason. It's not a head problem. It's a heart problem. They don't want Christianity to be true. Why? Because they don't want God to exist because they want to be God of their own lives. They're not on a truth quest or on a happiness quest. Are you hearing this, and they're just, they're, they're, they're just going to believe whatever they think is going to make them happy, right? Wow. And here's the, here's the problem. And, and here's where your ministry is so important. So many people try and make themselves happy over the short term doing a lot of selfish things that are ultimately sinful. And you can make yourself happy pleasure-wise over the short term, right? But over the long term, it's a disaster. That's why you got to go to these dangerous places and pull kids out of the hands of pedophiles and others because these people fell into sin trying to get that short-term buzz and they got into a depraved mind situation where now they can't get out of it. They've spiraled down, yep. and now the only way to the only way to 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 deal with the, their victims is to is to get the victims out of there. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Well, and and we call that face in the manifestation of evil. And it, I, yeah. I, I wish we never had to. The you know the movie Sound of Freedom came out, number one movie in America, and, yep. and uh, I'm I'm thankful for Tim in his life and what he did. And yes, some of the movie was, you know, Hollywood eyes. Of course it's a movie people, but uh, look, the, the reality is though, you see how sad it is that people will use children for their own pleasure. And, and, and that only scratches the surface because there's no way, um, you, most people don't want to hear what really happens, including here in the U S um, but I will say this for those listening and that topic gets you, uh, please understand that porn is the gateway That's to right. pedophilia. It is, that is the danger zone. And I've always said the number one thing people, I know people say is don't mess with my sex. Don't tell me how, when, who, mm, zero mm, instructions. Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate thing. But folks, what is coming? Because you see all the LGBTQ drag. That is all in in wartime. We call that preparatory, or you know, it's bombing runs before the invasion. What's really coming is a tsunami. Trust me, folks. Trust me. It's a tsunami. It's a wave of legalizing pedophilia. That's it's coming. That's what this yep. is really all about. I just read mm-hmm. this morning that an NFL. I think uh, I think he's an NFL player or uh, actually baseball player is in a relationship with a, a 14 year old. And yeah, I heard saw that. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, 
folks, it, because of the spiral downward of our culture um, and the aggressiveness of the kingdom of darkness, it's it, unless Christians stand up and and really fight for what's right, unless pastors use their pulpit to say, "Hey, this is a moral issue, and mm-hmm. we have to protect children," um, we're going to regret far more than what we do right now. And and just think about the consequences of abusing a child sexually, uh, and that's why that's why you know flares went off for me with that statement with Dennis of you know animated child porn. I'm like, it's actually just a man raping a child in an animated form. It's all wrong. It's all evil, and um and it's it, there's nothing justifiable about it, and. It's dangerous. So that's why I'm super glad he, he backed that up and he said, yeah, unequivocally, it's wrong. But, folks, um, if you struggle with porn, actually on Turning Point Fate's website, we have a little uh, short porn. Uh, that sounds that actually sound, that sounds wrong. Let me, let me rephrase right. that. But go ahead. Start over. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and action. We have <laughs> we have a course that's called Restored. Is it Restored? And it's helping people because there's three types of people that look at porn. Those who like just, what is that? Oh, wow, nudie. To those who like, ugh, they struggle off and on. Mm-hmm. And then those who are addicted. And I think right. this course is best fitted for actually addicted people. And I have Joshua Broom on there with me who was the top performer in the porn industry for six years won awards every and he the way he just tells you the truth about it's absolutely nothing what you believe and he has a way of speaking that truth in the people's hearts that will certainly set a person free um, and you're actually going to be talking about this with him at the TPUSA Faith Pastors Conference in San Diego I, we're both going to be yes, there I, yeah. in September yep and I, yeah. I want to encourage pastors yeah. go to this People, if you're listening, send the link to your pastors and say, hey, this is free. I think that may even give you a room free. Um, Uh Please go to this and be encouraged by men of like passion and faith and and mindsets of what we should be standing up for in these what many believe are the last days. San Diego, the September 13th through the 15th, I think. Yeah, it's and it's up. downtown San Diego. Why would you not want to go there for a few days? I mean, it's a beautiful, yeah. beautiful place to be for a few days. Yeah, despite its politics, it's still naturally beauty. Get encouraged. Naturally beautiful. Yeah, go there, and the TPUSA folks, including Charlie Kirk and others, will be there. I'll be there. You'll be there, Victor. Several others. Uh, it's it's worth going to. I've been. This is my third one. Yeah, I think you've been at the third one yeah, too, it's, right? It's, yeah. it's yeah. exciting to see pastors come together and be encouraged. It's a little different feel from a regular pastors conference because right. it doesn't have like a denominational feel, but it has more of a cultural. How do we get the gospel? How do we live this? How do we encourage one right. another in practical areas? So, sure. yeah, uh, pastors come out for sure. Frank, thank you for being on the program again today. I always love hanging out with you, man. Thanks, Victor. My pleasure. And uh, thanks for all the work you're doing and for People who want to know more about what we do, just go to crossexamine.org and also check out the I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist podcast. Folks, we appreciate y'all. We love you. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, do it for the glory of God. Just full throttle, full throttle. 
Uh, it makes life much better. Not necessarily easy, but better. Till next time, we'll see you right here on the Victor Mark Show. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.